I'm your host, Mouse Emmanuel, and this is Giving Young People a Voice. Today, I want you all to think back. Think back to a time when you were nine years old, a time where your days were more carefree, free from fear, abuse, and violence. Something I'm sure we all want for our children. And if we're lucky, we can look back fondly on our youth. But why is that? What makes a good childhood? I want to tell you a story about a certain group of children, five children to be exact. Their names were Tia, Tia Alfreda, Angelique, Jimmy, Jimmy and Kira. Kira. Okay. Nice to see you again. Right. All good? Each child has a voice, a name, an opinion about how they should be treated and valued. Are we taking the bus there or the train? Uh, getting the bus. Bus? Yeah. Keeper. It's always booked for, well, it was booked for a bus. It's awesome now. With Grinning Gibbons Primary School, we plan to catch the 188 bus from Deptford to Southbank in London. Take a part in this fantastic event. Put our handprints down on a big piece of cloth. No, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about it. I think. Well, it is fantastic. The excitement is genuine, but this topic can be difficult to grasp. Bus ride schedule? All right, nice. Time that perfectly. But that's where I come in. I want to ask if they knew anything about their rights as children, if they understood what that even means to have a right. These were their responses. Oh, and there's a fan in the background. Sorry. I think we should have a chance to like speak out and not just like keep our opinions in. And I think that um, our voice should be heard and we shouldn't just keep it in. Because I, I know a lot about politics and like I really study like you know the, the different parties like Labour and the Lib Dems and I think that some children should be, at least some children should be able to vote. It's true, isn't um, Because I remember when um, the voting was happening, we were just in, um, we were in class and lots of people were like, sh were in the playground, people were like, <coughs> I want to vote for Labour and stuff and it was actually yeah. really funny and, but... I think that's the thing we don't have, like, not voting. <laughs> At this point, uh, uh, I'm stunned. Honestly, tr truly, I, I'm aware of how clued up our young people are, but for that knowledge, that insight to trickle down to our year fours, fives and sixes, it's remarkable. I mean, I shouldn't be too shocked since you know as easy as cheesy and as redundant it may be they are our future but if the children are our future then we must protect it and to protect that future we're going to have to look back understand the past understand the beginning the general assembly adopted the declaration on the rights of the child which affirm that, and I quote, mankind owes to the child the best it has to give, unquote. So on the 20th of November 1989, the United Nations held a special event for children at the General Assembly Hall located in New York City on the anniversary of the Declaration of the Rights of the Child, the UN General Assembly opened up a new treaty to signatures that will bind nations by international law when ratified. This is known as the Convention of Rights for the Child. 
To validate the 42 articles of the Convention of the Rights of the Child, 20 countries must ratify it. What resulted was 196 parties are now a party to it. This includes every member of the United Nations. Every member, except one. Um, it's only the uh, United States. I think that's, that's um, appalling because like why shouldn't children have rights? Think about um, like when they were children, whatever they're like or whatever whatever country they come from, they, we all should have rights. Yeah, because they were kids once too and yeah, you know, they, they were like, they knew how it was to be a kid and I think that kids should have rights and it's really, really bad and appalling as Tia said. The United States, I'm not happy with them. <laughs> Naturally, T and Alfreda were appalled by this news. But this led to a funny but significant point. Some children don't really know what our rights are. For example, as T said, like, for a teacher or a parent tells them to do something, like eat your food or something, and they say, I have rights, you, you still have to do it. Like, um, these will be just a few of the questions that will be answered at the South Bank Centre being part, part of, of the, the What's Happening for the Young or Why Festival. South Bank Centre started this festival last year to look at the rights of children. Inspired by the United Nations Convention on the Rights of a Child and Young People, the Why Festival is an opportunity to learn about and celebrate young people's rights. The centrepiece of the festival will be a mural of handprints. 1,000 children from across London will make their mark here today and tomorrow before all these panels are joined together. Well, most importantly, there's a very vibrant yellow jumper. you got a new jumper. I like that jumper. Oh, you noticed? Yeah. Uh, that's Lucas Vale behind us. I'll, uh, I'll, take, I'll take them. Cheers. How come there's... Oh, there's... Um, Hello, how are we? You're here today to do the peace mosaic. We're putting up our handprints on this wall and each handprint is a pledge for peace. My name is Katie Rabo. Do you want me to say my full name? Just like him? <laughs> no, that's fine. Now, Katie is a project manager for Jimmy. She has developed the charity's online resources so that children from across the country can carry out social action within their communities. Um, today though, I'm running an event at the South Bank with Sydenham Girls and with primary schools from across Lewisham, Southwark and Lambeth. And we are doing handprints along the Royal Festival Hall, creating a big peace mosaic. Um, every handprint is a peace pledge. Um, it's a symbol that we all want to work for peace. We all want to live in a safer and better world. Um, and also each handprint is, um, is one for Jimmy. Um, all the kids here know that they're doing something for Jimmy. Um, they know about Jimmy and his story. They've read the story and they're doing a handprint to make us make a safer world. Yeah, since I know that um, we've got how many? What, a hundred? We have um, 101 schools coming and that's from actually all, all across London. Um, we've invited schools we work with, schools um, that we've done events with before, um, and also we're inviting members of the public to join in so we're going to be interacting hopefully with around a thousand young people. Oh no, the smaller ones at the top yes, like and then the bigger. So you guys ready? Yeah. yeah. yeah you guys love, let's go out. Me? Yeah. 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 How? Do I just, just do, do it in the middle? Do like a line? Oh my god. Yeah. Then go up in a line. Oh it feels really weird. One by one, children gather round as they imprint their handprint on a sheet of perspex. Each handprint represents a voice. And together, these voices aren't requesting anything outlandish, but are crying out for a basic and simple right. 
the right to peace in our communities, the right to walk our streets without fear, the right to laugh, to play, and to enjoy life. But there was one right I wasn't expecting. Well, not all parents agree with it, but I think ch- children should like be able to find out about different cultures and different and different like religions. So, because it's not like one religion. Like we're all the same, even though we have like a different religion, we're we're all the same, and it doesn't really. I think to me, having a different religion to me, because I'm Christian. If someone has a different religion to me, I think we're just still the same. That it's just it's just a religion. It's just what they believe in. So, but I think we should also find out like what different different people believe in, so we have information and like we're not just looking at one at one religion that and that we learn about all the different religions. Yeah, I agree with that and um, I think that all children are the same in like different ways so they all have different, they're all creative in their in their own ways. And I think um, that every child should be provided with the same things like clean water and food and all of, and all of the nutritious stuff because I think that every child, huh? And clothes because I think that everyone should have a right a right to access that and if they can't I think that other countries should help them out. Now, information is key. In the modern world we get access to information almost instantaneously. This is thanks to the invention of the World Wide Web. Websites such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, social media sites have gained prevalence over the years. Now, the reason this is important is because in the UN Convention of the Rights of the Child, there are 42 articles, 42 rights. They were ratified in 1989 and we're now in the 21st century. Do they still hold up? The reason I ask this is because I talked to one of our peer mentors, Sophia, regarding a particular assembly she had back in secondary school. So we had a lot of problems at secondary school with, you know, underage sending pictures and a lot of questionable behaviour by students but also by people in other schools. Um, And for a period of time we had about two months of this thing called exposure that was opened on Facebook. And what it was, it was posting and embarrassing people who had sent these um, images to other people. And um, it's just about kids being aware of what they're doing. Um, After that assembly people learned that it's illegal because it's pornography um, and that actually as being a student that wasn't involved in it it was quite disturbing to hear that about people and um, so many people's you know reputation was damaged and things like that and I think people don't realize I think they need to be made aware at a young age what the effects of it are um, but I also think there's a different side to cyberbullying which is the one people are most popular by whereas everyone's a keyboard gangster now you know everyone feels like they have a right to comment on someone else although you're on the internet and you're behind a screen that people are still people and they still have those same emotions. It's even more dangerous now because uh, when we were growing up we had stuff like you know we were just like kind of getting involved it wasn't really as... I mean I had a phone but I didn't have a phone that had internet on it until I was like year nine I mean I know that makes me sound really old but we then go into like secondary schools today and year sixes have iPhones and I think... Secondary, same primary I know that Primary schools yeah and um, you know and the fact is is that 
what people don't realise is that technology is moving very fast and by op by allowing a year six who's 11 to have a phone with an internet on it, they're opening them up to a world that is not safe, you know, and I think that we're maybe not taking the precautions that are necessary. Um, and it's so easy to get onto anything now and parents aren't monitoring it as well. And it's just a very difficult thing to do. I mean, my niece, she's and an angel right she doesn't do anything really but within a week of her starting secondary school she created an Instagram account everyone has an Instagram account however she hadn't asked her parents permission to get an Instagram account and therefore she was allowing strangers to have a look at her pictures you know and it's that we've got to be aware and you know she asked me to follow her you know and I was then having to go to her parents and be like are you aware she's done this It's scary, isn't it? Teenagers especially, how easy it is to put yourself at risk online. I mean, self-generated indecent images, or SGII, refers to the creation and exchange of sexual images generated by users, whether it's still or moving. And sexting is one of the most common forms of this. However, it is illegal. This puts anyone under the age of 18 at risk of being a registered sex offender. By producing and distributing child abuse images, they risk being prosecuted, even if the picture is taken and shared with their permission. It's mind-boggling, isn't it? Fortunately, none of the children here are affected by this in any shape or form. But is that enough? Article 16, the right to privacy, and Article 34, which covers the sexual exploitation, are in place. But with technology evolving so rapidly, perhaps it's time for more articles to be added to reflect the era that we live in. Even the term keyboard gangster that Sophia describes, the term can fall under the umbrella of cyberbullying. Now, cyberbullying, if you ca in case you didn't know, the act of sending intimidating or threatening messages via electronic communications, so computers, mobile phones, etc. At the time of this podcast, there is no specific law in the UK legislation which makes cyberbullying illegal although it can be considered a criminal offence under the Protection from Harassment Act as well as the Criminal Justice and Public Order Act. It's just, it's things like this that make me believe it's time to review the convention, to update it, so we may better protect our young people. <clears throat> I've gone slightly sidetracked. Um, going back to my conversation with Grinlin Gibbons, a different form of abuse, a parental abuse actually, and neglect was mentioned while I was talking to Tia. I think that means that children should should not like have to work like hard, like too hard. Like they should have chores and stuff, but not too hard. And I think children, like parents, shouldn't shouldn't treat like abuse their children and should. Yeah, I think children should um adults shouldn't like parents shouldn't abuse their children. Um, like I agree with Tia because, um, like I don't think, I think it's wrong. I think that children shouldn't work too hard. And what I mean is, like, they can do the dishes and like clean around the house and stuff, but not like, um, like 24/7 they have to do everything around the house because that can really it makes them tired and it makes them. Huh? What? 
it's that, neglect. Yeah, that's neglect basically, and I think that's and I don't think right. children like. I think children. With now, nah, with uh, with abuse, what's your opinion on abuse? On abuse, I think that is definitely not right at all. Abuse is 100 not right. No one should get. No children. Well, get the the law is. Well, what I've heard, the law is that you can hit you can hit your children, but you can't leave a scar on them. I think that's wrong. There were a few times I wanted to interject, but I I didn't mainly because I was too engrossed but more importantly sometimes it's better to be a spectator just letting the younger generation find the answers within themselves yeah. I think that's, that's completely wrong I think abusing your children um, hurts them not just on the outside but in the inside because it's neg- like physical, abuse physically and mentally because like it can make the children really like the child really upset and it's kind of like the parents bullying the child and i think that being being abused should be something i something that no child should have to go through because it's one of the worst things because hitting your child emotionally or physically i mean like hurting them is the worst thing that they could go through because um it makes them not do their work in school it that basically means their grades are going to go down low and it, it makes them ruins basically their life because it doesn't and help the thing them is, at even all. though if they stop it like it's still like lived with like it's still it's still part of the child's life and the child will always remember it even when they become an adult they'll always remember it so i think that's wrong and it should be stopped i think i agree with t and alfida because um Children shouldn't be abused by their mum or dad, and um, because, like Alfida said, they're gonna be hurt inside, not just in inside and the outside. And like when they go to school, they'll be distracted. They'll be thinking about what happened, and they won't be able to get on with their work. But I think that um, they should be able to learn like some of like the chores. So when they get older, they know, but not like not like like Alfida said not 24 7 because they're tired and they've just come home from school yeah they can study they can do a little bit of work they can watch tv but sometimes they can just sleep and have a break from all the work because if then like if you don't have a break from all the work then like you just get annoyed and stuff and you get all distracted yeah, I know that even as adults, when we uh, we don't have any fun to play, we just get really annoyed. Better just come home from work, sleep, get up again, go to work again. Yeah, it gets depressing. Yeah, um, if adults are working and they have children, I think that um, they should let um, some of the adults off for like a few days and let them spend time with their the child because then like if you don't spend child with your t- um, if you don't spend time with your child it's just like they're not going to be able to remember all them days when they was like enjoying their days with their mum like or going to the park with their mum and stuff. No, I think that'd be a really good good idea.
Okay, so I've effectively lost my children for about an hour now. Um, Lonely skin. Oh, <laughs> speak of the devil and they shall appear. Oh dear, dear. Yeah, so did I. I was trying to look for you everywhere. I was just going well, back and forth. We went downstairs to the Kessler Trust exhibition. Oh, And okay. uh, we were shown around by a lovely um, curator called Frank, who showed us lots of interesting art. Okay. Done by um, offenders and uh, people, young offenders as well, and people in um, uh, secure Coming units. right now. I'll see you guys soon. Wait. Wait, sorry. Uh, uh, I'll sit right down here. Hey, so where have you guys been? I've been looking all over for you. After, before we went lunch, we looked at this stand which was talking about human rights, and I was really interested. And we have a badge here, and we were also. And what I found out is that you can make something called an amnesty club for your school, and um, basically, it's a club where you can talk about like human rights and stuff. So. This is the time of school council. I actually want to make that happen. So I was really interested in that yeah, part. We thought that we could, like, in our next school council meeting, because she's chairman first year, we thought that we could discuss it and maybe, like, we could lead the club, but get, like, an adult to supervise us so we can, like, discuss with the other children, like, what we've learned and what we, what we think of the human rights and, like, really, like, discuss the children and, like, our, as children, our children's rights and, like, what we, what we think about them. Um, like we could have a talk to the head teacher to see like to see what like because we're gonna do work and we'll and we would like to like think about his opinion about what we're doing hello <laughs> sorry, sorry. So, sorry the recorder the recorder goes <laughs> so can you listen to it yeah i can that's that's what i'm going to be making it so i'm making a podcast does this go on your Website. Yes, it does. What's the website called? It's called forjimmy.org. Do you have a pen? Uh, um, I do have a pen on me. Just give me a second. Um, does that, does that have a pen? Alfreda, do you have a pen on you? Um, I think. Let me check. Wait, I think I do. I probably Why do you put the hair? Uh, the hair is for um, so that when I'm outside. Does uh, it get windy? Yeah, there we go. Oh, it's so small. Oh my God. Like, 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 you mean like. Say talk. Hi. 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 Wow, so um, I've been talking to a lot of people actually about, uh, and they all want to ask me the question, what makes a good childhood? I think we talked about it on the bus. I mean, so what? Sorry, sorry, say that again. Just to enjoy and like put in all effort and like, yeah, I think like there's going to be like some sad moments in your childhood. I think like, if you, I think what makes a good childhood, like, if you just enjoy it and like fulfill it as much as you can and just take all the opportunities and experiences, I think just enjoy it, really. I, I think what makes a good childhood, personally to me, is like fulfill every single moment. Don't try to grow up too fast. And it's also like, um, yeah, and um, it's also 
to to like to cherish the moments that you have because you won't always get them back and it's like a good yeah, like childhood is education. when you have your own rights and as a child because like maybe in some place I hope that I hope not that this happens but in some places not every child has their own like are entitled yeah, to their own rights because so. in um, some countries we because we do, we do something called application focus week where we focus on a subject and in this application focus we all learning about British values and we found that in some countries that people are not allowed to vote for like their prime minister and they just they just have to listen and they won't have any say and I think that's wrong so I think in a good childhood you should have your own say and you should feel it and like what I feel I said don't try and grow up too fast and just enjoy every moment that you've got because that but what, what I mean, like, in childhood, there's going to be good times and there's going to be bad times. So I think people should just really take in and, like, fulfil. And what do you think uh, makes a good childhood for you? I think of a good childhood is that um, you've been treated well um, by your parents and not, like, um, being, like, um, abused by your parents because... There's some kids that has been abused, so, so that's what's good about childhood and and that you get to spend your time going to places where you want to go with your parents. Um, can you tell me any places that you like to go with your parents? On my birthday to New York again to go back to visit and then after I went to Halloween in New York. Oh, well, you went trick or treating? Yeah. Hi. Hi, guys. So, what about you? What about uh, what makes a good uh, childhood for you two? Um, what do you mean, my childhood? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, that I have a supportive family, and um, my childhood is fun. Um, I get good opportunities. Um, I get to be school advocate, school council basically. I get to work with vice chair, which is chair is Tia and vice chair is Alfida. Um, I have a wonderful school. Have loads of friendly uh, teachers and friends. Unfortunately, our time was coming to an end. What was left to do was for the kids to finish the rest of their packed lunch and to prepare to leave. While the rest of Grin and Gibbons headed to the South Bank gift store, I went outside and came across a familiar face. Barry. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Just uh, recording for our podcast. Excellent. Well, what a great day we're having today. Uh, fantastic response already from a lot of schools. Um, just buzzing with excitement around here. Lots and lots of foundation or four Jimmy t-shirts floating about. Um, big smiles on the faces of the young people turning up. It's going to be a great day today. I think it's a great thing that's happening. How was um, you on Radio 4, correct? Uh, no, it was BBC London this oh, morning. BBC London, my bad. Um, yeah. They asked me to go in the studio, which usually they just do these things by phone. So it was a pleasure going into the studio. Um, and we can speak about this, speak about our young people. 
questions that are coming up today as well, um, which is probably what I asked me to go in the studio about what the Home Secretary and the Met Commissioner are having a disagreement about and stop and search, which is a very uh, emotive issue. Um, but you're it's controversial. Invite, we should invite the Home Secretary and the Police Commissioner. Come down here, put your hand down as commitment to work for peace with each other. And uh, can you mind us, uh, remind me who, who you are, please? Yeah, I'm Barry Messon, Jimmy's dad. Um, proud to be Jimmy's dad. Uh, so determined that we're going to bring something good from what happened to Jimmy. Uh, we weren't going to be beaten by it, we haven't. We wanted to bring something good from it. It is, and it's growing, but we need everybody's help to make this grow even more. So in the end, the, uh, the, the question I'm asking everybody is, what are you going to do to work for peace in our communities? Thank you, Barry. I'll talk to you soon, OK? Stand aside. Come guys, quickly stand aside. I'm not going to suck at traffic, so. What has a mouth but doesn't speak? Really? Yeah. I would not ask that question. So, guys, very quickly, so what? So what can you tell me now, now that we've had this whole day, what can you tell me about um, the Convention of Rights? The, um, that everyone should have rights. <laughs> no, no seriously. Children should, I, have, no. I, children should have um, their rights to um, 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 no, don't be afraid to like, um, no, don't be afraid to hide your feelings. Um, I learned that. I learned more about my rights, like what rights I have as a child and also as a human. up properly okay now they're all settled Margaret Mizzen thank you very much I know we just came out of this uh, fundraising meeting and we're both very tired but I would like to ask you it's um, been quite a few months since we did our peace mosaic at the uh, South Bank I just want to know we're all doing this for Jimmy I mean everything we do is for him and the work we do the events we put on but does it work Firstly, obviously everything we do is for Jimmy, but we can't do anything for Jimmy other than keep his name alive. Um, sadly, he lost his life through violence, but what we can do is do as much as we can to bring change for other young people. Um, and so I believe with all my heart that if we get young people to be a, to play a positive force in their communities, our communities will change, they will get better. But it does mean that young people have to do something. And people say, the work you do, Margaret, does it work? And I believe it does, because what we do is we tell young people how special they are, and we ask them to help us. And after you share Jimmy's story, they will do anything for us. Um, but but it's no good sitting back saying um, someone else can do it. We need our young people to use their voices and rise up and say, we are going to bring the changes that will make our communities better. And and I think I think things are getting better. I mean, we hear on the radio that crime is up 14%, etc., but let's look deeper than that. Let's look at what is happening in our communities, how um, uh, there's so much violence. However, 
I believe the work we are doing will bring the change. I do believe that our young people need to know how special and precious they are because when they hear those words you can see, particularly when we go into schools, how their faces light up. So let's continue to tell young people they are beautiful, they are special and they can bring the change and things will improve. Thank you. A big thank you to Kira, Tia, Alfreda, Angelique and Jimmy. They really are just a fantastic bunch. Be sure to visit our website on forjimmy.org. The registration for our annual 21 Bridges event will be opening in February, where we'll be walking from Richmond to Tower Bridge. So make sure you keep up to date by following us on Facebook and Twitter at forjimmyhq. My name is Miles Emanuel, and this is Giving the Young a Voice.